You're listening to Greener Thoughts, the podcast about environmental news, commentary, environmental facts, and other things you'd like to know. Today's topic, I'm going to be talking about the future of electric vehicles. So let's get started. So hey everybody, my name is Nyla, and welcome to Greener Thoughts. Whether this is your first time listening or not, thanks for coming. The podcast, Greener Thoughts, is produced every Sunday and Thursday for your enjoyment. Please be sure to favorite Greener Thoughts, rate and share it, especially if you like it. And lastly, send your thoughts, comments, or environmental articles by email to greenerthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. So the information from um, today's news portion of the show, uh, most of it comes from um, NPR and the environment section. So I'm going to start off with what needs to be said and sort of give uh, the overview of uh, the future of green vehicles and, um, you know, what they're like now and what they could be like in the future, um, things like that. And um, I wanted to talk about it mainly because I don't always talk about transportation, especially greening transportation and, and how that, that can change for, you know, consumers, the regular populace of um, of America, the ones who like to, you know, drive around. Anyone who has a car or anyone who wants to have a car, like you're going to at some point in the future buy one or, or have a used one, a new one. And if you're thinking about... Um, changing your behavior when it comes to your emissions that you expend, expel into the atmosphere, then this is one of the, um, you know, times to think about this. So I decided to uh, do some research a little bit about uh, electric vehicles. So green fleets, or I think the emergence of electric cars is, you know, a very important topic. And so I'm going to talk about it. And, um, I first want to know if you have any uh, electric cars or you own an electric truck, perhaps, or maybe you haven't considered really the pros and cons of having either an electric car or not. And so I want you to sort of put those questions in your mind when you're hearing this information and um, maybe you can sort of distinguish whether the costs um, of having an electric vehicle are far better than the gas prices that can soar sometimes. So I'll start off with a quote. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger, um, he said that uh, the future is green energy, sustainability, and renewable energy. So he's right on the path to you know a brighter future. I'm going to talk about uh, five main things and then some lessons learned, I think. And the first starting off is that the push for electric cars is not just an environmental hope or dream for many. Like, it's becoming now a business reality. So, you know, according to many experts in industries, environmental um, views of electric cars, you know, that's going to be changing. There are tons of environmental activists, for example, and even leaders um, who happen to have several different businesses and, and become experts in their industries, and even auto executives they are the ones who are going to be, you know, fine-tuning the sort of future for 
um, electric vehicles. So whether it comes to being sold, the, the fuel efficiency of them, the prices of them, um, they have a lot to be said about the uh, future of electric vehicles, even though it's small but mighty and it's, it's gaining momentum. This is, you know, the real question. Can we handle this future? So the push for electric vehicles is, uh, it's, it's a big one, and it's, it's coming slowly but surely. And it will take some time to, of course, phase out all the gas guzzlers that we have um, in our country. And so that is an important thing um, to think about, too. Like, how long will it take to actually replace an entire uh, fleet of vehicles that happen to just run on gas? And, um, and have internal combustion engines. That's the thing. Um, and then second, uh, you should know, is that uh, car makers, they're planning to invest tons and tons of money, at least $90 billion or more, in the shift just alone for um, making sure that electric vehicles are um, phased in, in use in the next 10 years or so. And that's according to writers. So um, Europe in itself, and you know, you have countries like China. They're actually making um, the biggest strides towards um, electric vehicle use. And some countries in in regions are banning um, the use of gas guzzlers or gasoline uh, powered vehicles or diesel vehicles, um, vehicles um, that just don't run like electric vehicles are running. Um, and so they're making that switch. And it's not only better just because. Um, for vehicle standards, and also um, it's just better for air quality and rising the, the standard to have cleaner air in those regions. So I think that is very admirable, and that's so proactive. Like, if you can't breathe and the cars are the problem, why not just phase out the cars? And those, those countries and regions and uh, are doing those things. Um, and then thirdly, uh, the pros and cons of electric vehicles versus gas guzzlers, um, you know, it's it's substantial, and there, there, there's a few reasons I'm going to talk about. Um, one of them is that the infrastructure of gas stations is just there. It just, you see a gas station on any corner, um, next to maybe a shopping center in the middle of nowhere. Uh, it's just there when you need it. And you can look it up easily on the map, um, like online, for example. And then that's versus electric charging stations, which, um, like I said, are um, just like electric vehicles are in its beginning sort of stages, but it's gaining momentum. Um, So you'll find maybe a port here at a grocery store or charging station, you know, ways away from where you live or where um, they may not be abundant where you're from. Um, and there could be, you know, apps in the future for finding uh, electric charging stations like the R4 gas stations um, or standalone ports that happen to be, you know, one in a, in a, in a few um, just where there are maybe in the parking lot. Maybe that's where there are some ports there versus like a charging station that's in the middle of somewhere where there's more um, human activity. And then um, charging length is a big um, factor, I think, as far as the pros and cons of why people don't have as much as um, as much as of a of a take towards uh, electric vehicles is because there's gas, which is like less than ten minutes for so. My car is like less than ten minutes to um, to uh, fill 
um, to fullness and then electric vehicles that may be 20 minutes or more than that depending on your vehicle um, and how old it is or how new it is and 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 that um, it's kind of scary the most because if you're you know late for work for example or you have an appointment or some emergency and you have to get gas like how long is it gonna take for the car to fully charge versus if you had fuel that's a thing um, and that's why maybe hybrids are, are the best of both worlds for people because you can use um, gas but have that same um, fuel efficiency and um, relaxing um, feeling that you know that you're kind of supporting the environment with a hybrid but I mean it depends on everybody so depends on what you're used to or what you want for yourself and then lastly gas powered cars and vehicles just are cheaper in general and um, with electric vehicles I think that you know, there's price tags, you know, big price tags associated with them. So not everyone can cough up that cash to have electric vehicles. And that is, um, you know, an investment. And it's a good investment. Like for me, I've always kind of thought about, okay, my next car, it's probably going to be um, that. And, um, you know, I have to decide and just do more research. But I have my eyes on some cars. And, yeah, I'm willing to sort of put that um, price in perspective and, um, you know, think about, okay, this is quality. This is going to maybe save me money in the long run. I don't have to worry about gas prices. You know, who doesn't pay for electricity unless you're off the grid or something. And, um, you know, just picking what I want, but also what's better for the planet is really key for me. And um, I'm going to make it happen, you know, and I just, you know, encourage those who are thinking about weighing the cost benefits of a gas powered car versus an electric vehicle. Like it's going to be cheaper and cheaper in the future to have a that kind of vehicle, um, probably just like it is with uh, having gas powered cars, um, seeing how they um, are cheap. And then um, the fourth thing is the obstacles generally um, when it comes to um, phasing out the fleet of cars. So like I said before, um, in America especially, we have millions and millions of cars. And so are we going to be behind in phasing out gas-powered vehicles? That's the thing. Um, so like I, I didn't mention before, but it's going to take at least 20 to 25 years, according to a Navigant a analyst, um, to replace um, our current fleet of vehicles totally with electric vehicles. And that is, um, you know, very important because if we have gas-powered vehicles on the market today and they're selling like hotcakes, it's going to be that much harder for electric vehicles to compete if people see the benefit in only buying cheaper gas-powered vehicles and not taking the time to you know, just consider electric vehicles, you know, switch up your your idea of what it means to, you know, have a great standing car. There are amazing electric vehicles that do so much more than, um, you know, just a regular um, gas-powered car. And then the Green New Deal is one of the last things I want to talk about for, um, the, the information here and it was that it was originally proposed by democrats and it means that it's trying to um do one of many things and one of them is to phase out uh, carbon emitting vehicles within 10 years 
um, which is very uh, big news. And I think it can be done. It's just, okay, taking the time to have people um, weigh the costs and benefits, sure, but also making and having the onus and responsibility on car makers and industry leaders and possibly the government to see how they can fix this and 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 have it uh be inputted and and have it be a dream and a realization and st- and uh, a realization instead of a dream I should say um and how is that going to work like how are we going to have these standards met like I I think about some of these things and I, and I still push for electric vehicles um but in the green new deal it's about making changes that are best for the environment with government support with um citizen support um, industry leaders, and and all those on board. I think in a future episode, I'll probably go more in depth about the Green New Deal and how that that's going to change um, in the next decade, many laws and um, not just laws, but like consumer responsibility. Um, it's going to change just how we view, um, I think as a whole, what we're doing to the planet, like in America and how we can, you know, robust and have green new jobs and how we can have, have better, um, home, uh, availability in, in, in what types of neighborhood and, and what are we doing to, um, you know, think about green energy, for example, these are all types of different facets. I think that the green new deal will touch and will improve. There's so many more that I could talk about, but I'm going to probably get into, that um information in a new um episode in the future probably i don't know maybe for earth day i could talk about it especially if it's um you know constantly growing as far as momentum and uh, information out there so um some lessons learned are that um electric vehicles are the future and that's just it and uh for now i think gas is king only because of the the number of cars on the road that happen to be gas powered. And that's going to change in the future. It may take 10 years. It may take 20 years, but that will change, unfortunately. And then another thing is that other countries are ahead of the curb when it comes to electric vehicle use, um, manufacturing, and um, just the idea and the acceptance of electric vehicles. And it's it's more widespread and mainstream. And then my final thoughts on this are that um, gas-powered cars are going to still be around for a lot of um, our future. And that's not to say that they can't be phased out, but the fact that, um, you know, my views on gas versus electric, gas is convenient, it is plentiful, but it's a finite, um, limited uh, natural resource. And electric... um, Vehicles that can be solar powered, they can be battery powered. There are going to be better um, efficiencies when it comes to battery use and how they are made and supplied. But for the most part, um, I still look forward to electric vehicle, um, and I'll I'll continue to. And I want to my some of my last comments are that um, I want to know what governments around the world are going to propose. I want to know what um, the federal government and state governments um, are going to propose. State governments in America are going to um, regulate as far as maybe the use of electric vehicles, the standards that they set for them versus, you know, gas-powered uh, cars. And then lastly, like, I know that there's going to be so much technology in the future for electric cars, and I can't wait, and it's going to be so advanced, so that makes me even more um, excited for the possibility of, you know, just getting 
and having an electric vehicle, but also um, I think what's important is the accessibility for people to also buy electric vehicles and make sure that they can have it and have access to it, even though they may not have the money um, at the time. Do you love Greener Thoughts? If you're able to, decide to show your support of Greener Thoughts by clicking the second link in the description box of the episode. It's a direct support link for Greener Thoughts. So next, um, in the Mother Earth Minutes, I'm going to just review in the next few minutes actions that you can take to combat the issue in the episode and, of course, save Mother Earth. And so I wanted to really get into some messages. And the first is I'd like for you to check out some websites that I think are nice. I wanted to sort of, um, I wanted to research more um, at the government level what entities are doing to rally around electric vehicle use and making sure that those can go mainstream at some point, but I couldn't find sort of um, concrete, um, I guess you could say, uh, websites for that. So I found a few that I think I'm going to peruse definitely for sure and research as much as I can. Um, So one of them is Inside uh, EVs, it's inside the word and then evs.com and then the next is driveelectricus.com and then greencarreports.com those are sites that um, seem like industry leaders or really great resources in general for electric vehicle use information retailers, whether you are researching um, different brands or what other countries happen to be doing when it comes to electric vehicles and you can sort of co- um, compare and contrast which ones work for you. Maybe find a re- retailer near you, the, the, the facts about um, electric vehicles, and just peruse many different articles. And by chance, you may be able to email one of the, um, the writers for one of the articles to see and have more of a grasp about what you're getting into if you decide to purchase um, an electric vehicle. And then the second thing, um, as I always talk about in some of the, the deeper subjects, is just research. And so I've, I've researched already some of the cars I think are amazing. Um, Teslas are kind of expensive and Fords may last, but I think I'm going to find maybe something in a Nissan or um, maybe Volkswagen. It depends. But uh, they have because they have um, different electric vehicles already. And if, for example... Um, Volkswagen has their that van buggy or maybe a mid-size sedan in the future of electric vehicle I'd be excited for that as well um, so just consider you know the price of the vehicle and the size if you have a family or you don't or you're thinking about having a family one day or maybe friends over or who you're planning to live with and how you're trying to structure um, the size of your your family or just yourself to sort of accommodate what type of vehicle size you'd like and then your ability or access to getting of the vehicle is really important so making sure you have that credit score making sure you can pay for it maybe in cash or with credit or loans or whatever you decide to do or borrowing for someone who who knows but however you decide to and are able to access that capital and the means to get the electric vehicle that's very important 
and then the brand what type of uh, brand or, or maker of the car would you like to go with and then features um there are other um things i could talk about when it comes to researching electric vehicles but just the things that that may come at you um when it comes to that rebates is another um thing to consider when it comes to what vehicle you'd like especially if it's electric so um, I'm going to move on to the next topic, which is the eco factor of the day in just a minute. So the eco factor of the day is that refrigerators in the U.S. consume about the same energy as 25 large power plants produce each year. That fact was found on factretriever.com. Now I've come to the point in the show where I just want to uh, talk about the call to action, which is my idea for um, Greener Thoughts to, of course, have someone who wants to self-nominate themselves or nominate an individual who they know exhibits environmental care protection or even supports the environment in some way, maybe by giving or doing project-based work. Or if they happen to work hard in the environment and give their time or teach others, that is a really valuable asset. And I'd love to hear your story. So if uh, you'd like to, you can definitely send a 200-word essay to the email address, greenerthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. I'd really appreciate it. Next is the um, Eco Company Spotlight, where I take the time to um, just talk about environmental, environmentally related uh, products or services that I think you know are really great. And if you'd like to, you can definitely contact Greener Thoughts, and I can help get your idea, company, or service that's environmentally friendly out there. But for now, I'm going to introduce um, some companies that I think are super. Um, great for the environment and you can definitely check them out because I'll give some information about those later and um, for now um, mostly in the in the month of uh, February because it's a black history month I've been talking about mainly black owned businesses except for a few exceptions in the beginning of the uh, month so I'm going to talk about Farms to Grow Inc and uh, if you've heard of this company or an organization then let me know and you can definitely share your thoughts so Farms to Grow Inc. is a black-owned 501c3 nonprofit organization, and it was co-founded by Dr. Gail P. Myers and Gordon Reed, and is dedicated to working with black farmers and underserved sustainable farmers around the country. And they're a nonprofit organization, and so they're all about um, the things of sustainable farming, innovative agricultural practices, and lastly, they seek to preserve the cultural and biological diversity of the land and their mission at Farms to Grow Inc. are to do two things. One of them is to assist African-American farmers and other underserved farmers and gardeners um, to maintain and create sustainable farms and spaces to grow their food. And then secondly, they essentially are trying to move the next generation of farmers to grow their own food and have their communities in focus and in mind. These underserved farmers are um, in many numbers, and examples of these underserved farmers are indigenous people, um, Hispanics or Latinos, 
um, other minority groups, um, women, um, the physically uh, challenged, um, or those who have um, limited access as organic farmers. And the slogan at um, Farms to Grow is eat it, is grow it, eat it, love it. Farms to Grow Inc. Um, has been serving African-American farmers and other underserved farmers since 2004, and there's plenty of ways that you can contact them. Farms to Grow can be found uh, on the website, www.farmstogrow.com, and on the social media, uh, on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, and YouTube. And on YouTube, they're called Farms to Grow. That's how you can look them up. The phone number is 510-379-8600. Their email is info at farmstogrow.com. And you can reach them by mail at Farms to Grow Inc. at P.O. Box 10504 in Oakland, California, zip code 94610. Lastly, you can also check them out on um, farmstogrow.com if you'd like to reach them directly and just click the Contact Us tab. And it's at the top of the webpage to access the Contact Us uh, page. So I want to thank you all for listening and taking the time out of your day to hear this wonderful information about electric vehicles. And um, this will be the start of something new, especially when it comes to me researching the Green New Deal. And that will probably be a long, really uh, in-depth episode, but I'm here for it and I love it. Um, so if you really appreciate this episode, be sure to um, mark it as a favorite or um, share it, especially if you liked it. And uh, there's always more to come. If you have any questions or anything, be sure to email Greener Thoughts and uh, tune in uh, soon for the next episode. But until then, thanks a lot. Take care and bye.